morning, everyone. Um, yeah, we can for House of Scouts. Um, I don't even have a title for what we're going to call this long-form version of the show yet. Um, when it goes out there, as as always with House of Scouts, it'll be what you see is what you get. Um, it's like I said, it's long form, it's audio only. Um, Scousecast is going to continue with the music and all that, though, so don't worry about that. We're looking at new, a different location. Uh, for musicians to get to, um, but this one it's it's more an interview style. It, it's something we've wanted to do for a while, and the idea is to get people and guests in, and no research, no Wikipedia, no Google, no nothing, and just take the guests where they want to go, um, with a conversation, with a chat. I don't want stuff like this to be formal interviews or anything. Um, we're <laughs> we're gonna go tough right from the get go here. I've got a gentleman with me. And we're going to talk about um, a lot of things and a lot of hard-hitting things. But what we want to get out of this uh, when you listen to it is if you're hearing things that we're talking about and, you know, things that my guest's going to discuss and you think, yeah, that's me, um, we'll put all relevant links on. Um, Let's cut to the chase. We're going to be talking about addictions and recovery. And it is a tough one because we know a lot of people have different forms of addiction, different forms of issues that they've got going on that they deal with and medicate using drugs, using alcohol and things like that. Um, the guest I've got with me is going to stay anonymous and that's absolutely fine. Um, we had a little chat before we hit the record button. Um, the conversation is going to go exactly where he wants it to lead. Um so I just want to say hello and welcome. Okay, mate, you're okay? Yeah, we're all good. Um, how to start it? I mean, <laughs> to say start at the beginning. You're a local lad, so you you know the scene, you know the area. So yeah, um, to start at the beginning, I don't really know at what point I changed from a social drinker, uh, you know, a recreational drug user, to full-blown... What 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 later will be known as me alcoholism and me <coughs> me addiction. Um, all I know is that you know I thought it was what what I thought was normal was was far from normal. Um, you know I couldn't go out for just one or two drinks and and go home. My one or two drinks would have to be that would start me off, and then after that start, I couldn't stop. Once I had a drink, I couldn't stop. It wasn't. It didn't start like that, you know. I used to, you know, I, I, I could go out when I was, well, I, sh- I started very young in my drinking and my and my drug using. Um, you know, I've, 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 I've worked out last week that I've been drinking and using drugs longer than I've been a child, if you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah. So up to up to fourteen was when I had my first drink and my first drug. I'm thirty one now, so you know I've done. I was that way about seventeen years, sixteen. So years. you did both at the same time. Yeah, I had. It, it, I, I had. I, you know, I drank when I was younger, a lot younger. I'd have a drink, but I, I wasn't drinking to excess. But when I f- had my first drug and drink together, that was when I was fourteen. Was my first like first experience of that. Okay, was that mate a mate culture thing, a sporting culture, or was it a bit of? To be honest, it was an older. It was an older. Um, I say friend. It was an older friend who introduced me to drugs, um, but I was open to it. I, w- I you know, I, w- I would have found it anyway. It wasn't. It wasn't a case of uh, it was pushed down my throat. It wasn't a case of, you know, I, sh- I, sh- I would have actively. I would have found it regardless. I always lived my life. Underst- sorry, I always did live my life wanting more. I could never get enough. I was greedy, greedy by nature. I could never get enough of anything I wanted, and I mean, it's like. If I had a drink, I I I need to drink until I, in, until I black out. I don't. That that's what how alcohol affects me. I can't go out, have a social drink one or two, and go home and, and carry on normally. Once I once once I put the drink in me, my reaction to drink starts. Whether whether that's instantly or it can be a, a couple of days later. If I I could have two drinks one night, but then I, the obsession in my head is there then. So I've got to I've got to. F- get that next drink within a couple of days because I can't stop thinking about my next drink. So it's strange how that works in that sense because, you know, you'd assume 
with me Shane, I got alcoholism. Then every time I had a drink, I drank, I drank, you know, 20 pints in one sitting. It wasn't, it wasn't always like that. What had happened is it could slowly start off. So I could have two pints one night, but then I that obsession had been put into me then. The, the craving, sorry, the craving mm. for that feeling was in me. So I, I was always planning my next drink even before I'd finished the drink I was having. I'd be planning my next drink. You know, I'd, I'd my when I was um, when I first left school and I started working, Monday to Monday to Thursday was just a build up to a three day bender. Like uh, we, I was, there was no sort of. I didn't enjoy Monday to Thursday because Monday to Thursday I'd go to work. Mm. But I knew as soon as I got the chance on a Thursday night to go out, that was my. I'd start Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was just. It was. It was just a. Um, you know, it's hard to it's it's hard to explain because a lot of, like I said, I thought that was normal. You know, I've seen that quite a few of my friends were doing it, but they could always go home. Yeah. They could they could always get their head down. They could always function the next day. Would you go would you go home? You know you were saying that the, you'd have them couple of pints. Would you then go home and you'd literally lay awake staring at the ceiling going, Right, can't wait for Friday night now, Friday you know, I'm, I'll knock off work, I'll be in the booze of my you know, was that the the mindset that was going on with you, would you say, or was it mo- more? It, w- it wasn't. It wasn't even. It wasn't even about the boozer, because towards the end or the last few years of me drinking, I'd, 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 need, I'd, I'd be at home, or I'd be in my flat with with me drinking. I'd, I'd be getting to isolate away from people, so it wasn't. I'm gonna say, like I say, I've I wasn't drinking socially. I was drinking alcoholically. Yeah. So, you know it. You know, at the start, I would, I would, I'd be home out, I'd be in a pub with all my mates, I'd be, you know, I'd be almost a life and soul, I'd be loud, I'd be, but it was all just an act. Everything I, everything I've, ev- you know, I'm starting to realise now through, through game, being in Alcoholics Anonymous and through doing the 12-step programme, which I've just started, I'm starting to realise that, you know, I don't really know who I am as a person because I think I've spent so long trying to fit in everywhere I've been. I never felt like I fitted in, but I always tried to fit in. So I always felt like I was putting a, a you know, I had a mask for every occasion, so to speak. I could put the mask on, I could act in a certain way, but I never felt, I never felt good enough for the situations I was in. I felt like I needed a drink to make me fit into those situations and I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere. So my only escape from all of that in my own head, the thought in my head, which my mind is, but me sat by myself with my own thoughts is a real terrible place for me to be. So my only escape that I found from that, because I knew no difference, was to drink and, and, and use. Okay, um... With that, I mean, th- there's a phrase that goes around. It, it, it's a popular loner. Um, would you say that was how you, how you are seeing th- that person? No, you know, when you're going through the twelve step. Looking back at myself, I um, looking back at myself, I just see a very very lost child. Um, that's what I see in myself because I I. I I had no tools for coping. I had no um, I had no coping mechanisms for anything I felt. Like the only th- the only things I ever felt were were you know if were based on if I if I felt angry, I'd have a drink. If I felt upset, I'd have a drink. If I felt sad, I'd have a drink. You know, if, if any emotion I felt, I drank on. To to because that's what my coping mechanism was. That's how I dealt with any emotions I felt, any feelings I felt. You know, it was the it was I had no because I started so young drinking, <coughs> and um, that was my only coping mechanism. My only sort of sorry, that was alcohol was the solution to my problems. Was was what I thought. Obviously, I know that's wrong now, but what I thought was the solution to my problem was alcohol and drugs. Um, you know, it's it's a very self centered, selfish way of thinking but it's all i knew yeah. and it's it's you know it's all i ever knew 
from it, that's that that was all I knew. And, and you know, now in the last few months of my recovery, I've um, I've opened my eyes a bit more to dealing with thoughts, dealing with dealing with life on life terms, as they say. You know, I've got a f- quite a few like quotes from AA meetings and from the from the from the fellowship, which um, I reel off, but they're very they sound very cliche, but they actually work. And living with life on life terms is one of them, which is, you know, not really, not a drastic change since I stopped drinking or taking drugs. Yeah. But it's so much different. It's it's so different. So even though nothing in in my actual life has changed. Mm. Apart from just putting down the drink yeah. and not taking drugs, you know the the way I'm dealing with things is changing, which is learning how to cope, like like as you say, normal people do. Yeah, yeah what's normal? normal yeah. What's normal? Yeah, but that's what I'm trying to do now. I'm trying to sort of, you know, see my part in things as well. Everything was always everyone else's fault, you know. Um, it was me kids' mum's fault. It was me parents' fault. It was their fault. It was his fault. It was her fault. It was, it was everyone else's fault. Why I drank, but if all them situations weren't in play, I probably still would have been a drinker. So, well, I would have be still been a drinker because it's my the, my mindset is that of I've got a, I am allergic to alcohol. I'm allergic to drugs. When I you know, if you if you allergic to peanuts, you wouldn't eat them. Sh- simple as that. Yeah, yeah. If you had an allergy to peanuts, you wouldn't eat them because of the reaction it sets off. If I put alcohol in my body, that's what it sets off. It sets off a reaction in me yeah. that I can't control. I don't know where I'll end up. And you know, um, I actually my last relapse, which I've had, I've had relapses. So, you know, it's it's I've got no shame in in talking openly about my um, my experience because hopefully. What I'm hoping from this is that if even if one person listens and thinks that sounds a bit like me, yeah, and they they manage to get some sort of you know, if and we'll like we say, we'll put all the relevant information up. If they get some sort of comfort out of this, or if they get some sort of identification with this and they they choose to go and um find or, or reach out, you know, we'll obviously my Twitter will be on this, your Twitter will be on yeah, this, our DMs are open, yeah, also. The, you know the information is out there. It's online. It's not hard to find if you're willing to find it. Um, I just in my last relapse, it sent me to hospital. I ended up in the royal. From the royal, I ended up in a mental ward because I had psychosis. Um, and I ended up being in there for a month on my last relapse. So if, if anyone, you know, I I I my mind. My thinking has sick me into thinking that I've done I've done so long sober yeah, I've I've got it. I'm yeah. I know I'll be able to pick up a drink and I'll be able to control what I do. If anything, it gets worse. It doesn't get better because I know there's a solution to my drinking out there now with the rooms of AA that I use. So I know there's a solution to what I do. Yeah. Now I th- I tricked my thinking tricked me into thinking the solution I had the solution. I yeah. haven't got it. I have not got it. The rooms of AA have got the solution. The program, the twelve-step program that I use, that's got the solution for me. You know, it's I can only speak on my own experience here. I can only speak for myself. Other people, you know, other people find other ways. Yeah, of course. Of which to, you know, of which to get better. Or sometimes the sad fact is, a lot of people don't find, don't find anything. They don't find the solution and they carry on. And that's the that's the saddest thing is, you know, when I look at the rooms of AA that I go to. Or when I look at, you know, when I look at the, the the contrast between the people in the rooms and the people who you see out there who, who who are in the rooms, the sad fact is there's so many more that don't that don't find any solution. Yeah. That don't that don't realise that there's more to life than what yeah. what we're used to. When you when you go to those, as you say, you, you know, you the the rooms, the AA. Do you, when you first started going in there, did you, you kind of look and go, I shouldn't be here, uh, you know, could, would you see faces and go, yeah, he's definitely an alcoholic, she's definitely a drug addict. Uh, but then at the same time, would you see faces that you wouldn't expect? Because, I mean, there's a lot of, fun- you, know, you, you hear it all the time of functioning alcoholics and functioning drug addicts, they'll go, 
they'll they'll take drugs on a Monday night and they'll be in work normal on a Tuesday and no, no one in the office would know the difference. So you 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 know going into those rooms, you know you see everything. You see the whole spectrum of of people in those rooms. Yeah, completely. And um, what what my biggest realization was was in my head, an alcoholic was your park bench, your park bench pisshead. Yeah, that was my my. That's an alcoholic to me. That's what I grew up thinking. You know, your park on the streets in the gutter. That's not but that's how we all got brought up, wasn't it? The 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 guys with the bottle, the guys and the women with the bottle of sherry, sat on the park bench or sat outside the bookies. Exactly, yep. Yeah, and that's so. So I went into the rooms expecting AA to be full of, of of those stereotypes. And the fact of the matter is, what I'm starting to realise, and like I say, I can only speak for myself. So you know, people will have their own opinions on what I say, and they may disagree, they may agree. Now. Alcoholism or and and addiction as we see it, it's 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 not as simple I think as as you you drink. I think nine from from what I've from what I've learned, it's all in your own head. It's and I don't mean that by you make it up. It's only your head. What I mean is it's our, it's the way we think. As if you've got alcoholism or you've got addictive tendencies or you've got you know, I think you you think differently to others. There's nothing wrong with that. There's, n- you know, each everyone, everyone is unique, but y- it's learning to nature what's inside of you that can make you better. And for example, I, you know, I could be in a, pu- I could be in a room full, a pub full of people, and I was the loneliest person in the room mm-hmm. because I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin. I didn't feel like I belonged. I didn't feel worthy of being in people's presence. I didn't feel I didn't have confidence. So that was my, you know my 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 own mind. The person who puts me down the most is myself. I put myself down the most, and I have done for a long time. Do you, Do you think people will be shocked? You know, I mean, when when this comes out, obviously, you know, people are listening to it. You know, at, at, at the end of the day, when you look back at that, does that? Do you think that'll surprise people? You know who, you know who will know you and know what you, the type of person you are and what you're like. You know, for, for you to say you feel you felt like the loneliest person in a in a pub or, or at a party or a social event. You know, I mean, because I mean, knowing you as as I do, it, I'm, what I'm what I'm hearing kind of surprises me. But I'm I'm kind of listening, going, yeah, that's. I mean, everyone knows I'm pr- I'm really public with my mental health battles. And when you just said that, then I kind of like God. That's how I, that's how I feel. The, the, the times I go to my local, and I'll be like, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, that kind of sh- that did shock me when you said that because knowing the person you are, yeah. But w- w- and this is this is exactly the point that you know the point I'm making on. I, it's it's. I, I, I'm to be honest. I could, I've, I feel like I'll be I could be the best actor in the world because. And I, I, I've always had, I've always put a front on. I'm a big lad anyway. I've, I've had to be larger than life in me, in me social aspect because that's how I felt like I fitted in, make everyone laugh, be loud, you know. Um, they love you then, and it sounds sad to say, but it's, it's, it's about being open and honest, and you can't lie about because otherwise there's no point trying to get better if you're not going to be honest with people. Because you, you f- again, you're letting your thinking win, you're letting your mind win, yeah. and, and you know, as a lad, th- this is a point I want to get across to anyone who's li- anyone who does listen. And I know people do listen because this was the hardest thing for me to accept is young and and you know, women as well. But I can only speak for myself as a as a male in Liverpool. This this front you've got, you feel like you've got to put on this bravado, there's this ego that we're full of, and it's killing people. The ego, and the, the 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 you know the feeling that you can't be open and honest with people because you don't want to be, you don't want to feel ashamed or you don't want to be looked down. It's killing people, it's killing people. But f- you know, th- you, we know we all know the statistics for suicide. Yeah, yeah. It's killing people because we just, we've got no one as young lads in this city, growing up into young men in this city. We feel ashamed to to be open about how we feel. Now I can say hand on heart, I 
I am so insecure, and you know, I, I, I've always wanted so like to, I've always wanted to be thinner. I wanted to have, uh, you know, a different color hair. Yeah. I wanted, to, I've had all, I, I have them f- feelings, thoughts constantly, and if I let my own mind beat me up about that, it will, it will. It's waiting for me all the time. Yeah. It's doing press-ups behind me, yeah, yeah. waiting for me to, to have a low point and it'll jump on me back and it'll take me to where I don't want to go, but it'll take me right back to the drink yeah. or it'll take me back to a bag of coke. Yeah. That's what it'll do for me. So it's hard to get through, especially the way... I, I can, Again, I keep saying this because I need to get across that I can only speak for myself and I can only speak for my own city. It's so important for people to go, if I don't feel okay... I don't feel okay. It's okay. <laughs> Again, another cliche. It's okay not to be okay. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's it's just like, it's so important because it's opened my eyes to, you know, we tell people, you know what, I feel a bit like, I don't feel comfortable here. Or, I feel a bit shit about myself. That's okay. Because getting out there and talking to people is so important. I spent so long... And I'll tell you, I'll tell you that the, the extremes of it. I'd spend days on end off my face on coke and drink in a flat by myself, answering my own questions in my head. My mind would take me down every possible road of what's going on. And I would sit there and go in circles and in circles to the point of insanity. I'd sit there and I'd think what they were saying about me, what they were saying about me, what they thought of me. By myself, I'd be my own judge, I'd be my own jury. I would sit and terror myself. No one else had to do it for me. I'd do it to myself and that's what your mind can do to you. If, if, if you're not working a programme or if you're not con- controlling or speaking about how you feel because it's so easy. The easiest thing in the world to do is go and grab a bottle of vodka Grab a load of drugs if you if you take drugs mm. and go and sit by yourself because you can because no one can stop you doing that. Yeah, it's, it's you've just got you. to want to stop to yeah. do, do, doing it and opening up about how you feel to people. You know, I remember walking into my uh, to my parents, well, to my mother, and I said to her, "Mum, I need to. I'm going to have to start going to meetings because there's something not right about this. I'm, you know, I'm 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 not I'm not." I'm not normal in the way I drink and I've been taking drugs and, and I was expecting this big hoorah in the house. I was expecting, oh my God, you've let the family down. They already all knew. They already all knew that they they were waiting for me to make that decision because if they would have told me I had a problem, they could have fucked off. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? If they told yeah, me yeah, that, yeah. I, you were used to telling me I've got a problem. Mm. I had to realise it for myself. But, don't get me wrong, it wasn't easy to it, it it wasn't easy at all to realise what my problem was. Because again, going back to being a kid, I thought what I done was normal. I thought every single lad yeah. done what I done. Why can't I be like them? Because they they do they come out with me on a night out. Yeah. But they're all right the next day. The reason was they'd come out with me on a night out, but they wouldn't go back to uh, to a flat by themselves yeah. and sit up the rest of the night. Yeah. and take loads of drugs and yeah. take and drink as much as they could till he passed out. Yeah. They wouldn't do that. And that's where I got my... That's where the blurred lines come in for me because I didn't... I thought everyone done what I'd done. Yeah. Um, when, you, when you say, you know, obviously, you know, the, it is, it's right, the, the whole phrase is out there, now it's okay not, to, you know, to not be okay. How do you find people reacting to you when you you turn around and go I'm having that shit day you know I, I you know I'm not in the mood or or you turn around and go uh, you know I'm starting to I can feel my brain starting to head down I mean for me I call it the black dog and it moves it, it, it comes and stays for a few days you know trashes the place and then gets off when you feel you're going down that way and you start talking to people you know and saying I'm not having a good day here. How do they react to that now, knowing the the person before all your you recovery? Well, to be honest with you, I, I, you know, I'm quite lucky in the sense of my support network is at the moment. You know, it's it's fe- it, I've got a big support network. I'm very lucky in that sense. But again, through the rooms of AA, I've got this support network. I've got my phone is full of people, men and women, in AA, 
in the fellowship who who I can call on any time of the day to and to to now I've had I've had doctors, I've had psychiatrists, I've had counsellors. None of it's work for me. And to be in a room of like minded people is the only time I feel comfortable. Now, if you walked into an AA room and you've seen the, the diversity of people in these rooms, you'd realise just how if someone would have told me a year ago that I'd be I'd find comfort in these rooms, I would have told them where to go. Because it's 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 unbelievable the the, the release. I walk into a meeting and it feels like a weight's been lifted off my shoulders. So in answer to your question, I tell people now. And just by telling people that I don't feel okay, that that takes a weight off my shoulders because I'm not carrying everything in my own head. If I if I don't tell people that you know I'm not feeling great here, if I don't tell people that, it's just swearing around in my head. It doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't get. It, it stays there. Whereas if I sit down, and I I just send. I all I have to do is send a text, a WhatsApp, and say I'm not feeling too great. Someone asks you, okay, well, you know, why aren't, you know, why aren't you feeling okay? They'll talk about it with you. Once it's out there, it's out there. You know, that all you can do, it, it's, it sounds easy, but it's not. Believe, and I know it's not. Yeah. It sounds easy. I'm not feeling okay. You know, I, I still do it without people go, you know, just in general, people go, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm not. But you, your natural reaction yeah. in me, yeah, I'm fine, cover everything up. But all that's done for me by covering up how I feel in the past all it's done for me is lead me down, down a road of self-destruction mm. we've I mean would you say it, it is a society thing because the, you know it is all linked to when you I, I'm looking and you see things on the news now and you see a lot of people around our age and not more often than not the, you know you start to see you know celebrities or whatever and they they start to say you know I, I'm getting off the ale I'm, do, I'm doing this I'm doing that do you see that as just, you know, uh, as encouragement, or would you see that as just like people jumping on a bandwagon just because, it, you know, suddenly sobriety is fashionable? Um, do you know what I've got? I have no problem with people drinking. Yeah. I don't at all because not everyone is an alcoholic. That's you know my my sisters can still drink. They they actually don't to be honest, but my sisters could drink if they wanted to. That it, it doesn't affect them in the same way it affects me. Yeah. They could, you know, n- you know, I've got no issue with people drinking and having a good time. It's like anything; if you can do it and enjoy it, and it's not, it's it's not costing you any more than money. Mm. That's fine. Go and enjoy yourself. I, you know, I can't. I, I change as a person when I put a drink inside of me. Yeah. Now, it's. And it's detrimental to everyone around me. It, it, it you know, I've, I've always, I, you know, me, I me, it's actually on my profile on my Twitter. <coughs> I, I treat my addiction as a person. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, if, if I looked at a drink, as a person who come in, made me laugh, we had a laugh, and he got off. Yeah. I'd be, I could drink, I would drink. But I look at it in the sense of that's someone who walks into my house, tips me upside down, takes everything out of my pockets, he'll shout abuse at my kids, he'll shout abuse at my partner, he'll shout at my mum and dad, he'll come in, trash the house, and walk off. That's what in 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 my head, how I transfer it is into human form. Yeah. Now that we, I, that's addiction to me. That's that's the after and 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 there's, and there's a lot more as well mentally that goes with that. Yeah. But that's 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 how I look at it as 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 an example to someone what it does for me. So, again, if drink is someone who you're having a laugh with, and who will go after it's a couple of hours, you can you can get rid of him. He, he, he doesn't hang about. Yeah. He's not. He's not. A, he's not a nuisance. And you don't have to see him for another week. But if it's like, if it's like the way it is with me, that's that's how I look at it. It's someone who comes in and absolutely tornadoes through yeah. my my whole life. So, I don't think, I think alcohol itself. 
but like again it goes back to what i'm saying what, what we get told alcohol is not really the problem it's our solution mm. alcohol is my solution to the problems i face so if i'm facing a problem i pick up a drink i've got to learn not to do that and that's what i'm trying to do day and again you know the the cliches coming out one day at a time I can o- I yeah. can only ever do it. I'm I can only ever do it for twenty four hours. Yeah, I mean, l- I mean, li- obviously, listen to what you're saying, and you you know, th- there is a lot of it related. You you have a you know, uh, God, I've been that guilty of it a thousand times. If I have a bad day at work, get home, crack a beer open. You know, you, someone's annoyed you on the Saturday afternoon. Get in, crack a beer open. Um, how do people? You know, if if in social situations you find that people, you know, who normally would have a bevy would just turn around and be respectful and just go, oh, you know what, I won't have a bevy around it or you know, do you find do you find that that's more more commonplace now? Do you know what? I'll be honest with you, people aren't that asked. I'm not that important. That's what I'm starting to realise. I am not that important. Like, you know, the world does not <laughs> not that that way my mum said to me enough times. <laughs> The world doesn't revolve around me. Yeah, people are not that bothered if I drink or not. Yeah, in my head they were. Oh fucking hell! I don't know what to do if, if, if I go out. These want me to have a drink, and also I don't put myself in them situations anymore. Yeah, because I don't need to. I've got everything I need. I've got a lovely partner. I've got lovely kids. Yeah, that's all I need in my life. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't even put myself in the position of, of feeling that way. Yeah, but then again you know i don't i don't feel pressured into drinking I it's my choice if i choose again to go out there and drink what comes for me is is, is on me yeah i've, I've got no i've got no peer maybe, maybe previously you know growing up it was peer pressure and but that was both ways i'd take i'd have mates out and i'd i'd pressure them to ca- carry on yeah you know come on lad have another one have another one oh, what, you know you haven't got work tomorrow or, yeah. or or just you know it's this is another thing I want to get across. It's if I could just get some young, you know, sh- some lads in Liverpool to, to to maybe listen to this and realize that like there is more to there is more to life than just going on benders, just fucking missing so many important things. I mean, I I I don't preach because I, I, I don't I don't I don't I can only talk about myself. And I've, I've got to be brutally honest. I was a terrible father for years yeah. to my kids because I was, I w- I, even if I was there, I wasn't present. Yeah, I was there physically, but I wasn't present. Yeah, I was hungover, or I was waiting to palm them off to go back out on the aisle. Yeah, because everything was more, everything was less important, sorry, than the drink. Yeah, because that was my medicine that made me feel better. Whilst, whilst ruining me. The recovery you're going through now, um, you said you had the relapse. So how long have you been sober since that last relapse now? Okay, I was nine months sober and clean and I had the relapse, which lasted for 28 days. Are you all right talking about that? Or no, yeah, that's not completely. Okay, I, I, I want to ask, what, what set that off? Was it? A ma- I mean, you'd go into as much or as little detail as you want. Was it a big thing, a little thing? It was absolutely nothing. That that oh, when I say it was absolutely nothing, there was no obvious trigger for me at that point. Now whether I'd started a couple of weeks before, but in fact I'd say exactly how it happened because I'm you know there's no point me sitting here and being unhonest and dishonest. Sorry, I t- I went to the Everton away game. And I done that. I was nine months sober, and I felt great. So I went to Everton away, and when I got to London, we were playing Spurs. And when I got to London, I I thought to myself, right, I'm in London. I'll have to change journey home. So I had a couple of brandies whilst I was in London, just a couple. And this is what I'm saying about it triggers off something in me. Yeah. So I had a couple of brandies. Went the match. Watched the match, come home on the train. By this time, I was, com- I was, you know, I'd only had three double brandies. That's yeah. all I had. Got the train home, jumped in a taxi and went home. Lying. I'd started lying by this point because I told, they, I didn't go in and admit to my partner 
Yeah. Because I was sober now. Yeah. So I got away with it. In my head, I got away with it. Yeah. So then, what, what sort of happened from there was a week later, I, it was a Thursday, and I just, I can't even remember doing it. All I know is, a bottle of brandy, and a lot of drugs. Yeah. And that lasted from the Thursday to the sun, sorry, to the Monday morning. Because, and you know, there's a lot of lying and a lot of um, dodging people in between, you know, including my own family um, and my own kids going missing as usual. Um, that ended up with me going to the Royal with an overdose. From the Royal, I ended up getting sectioned. And that was three and a half months ago. So I've been th- I've been clean again for three and a half months. But this time, I dis- I, I, I realised that I had to take it seriously because not that I didn't take it seriously for the previous nine months, but I thought I was the one with the answers. I thought I was the one to get myself better. Yeah. So I knew best as usual. When I really knew fuck all. Yeah. So this. This time round, I went out and got a sponsor. From getting a sponsor, I started doing 12 steps. And I'm starting to I finally realise that I can't do this alone. Yeah. And this is the this is what I really want to get across, is that if you feel like you have a problem, even if you don't know, and you think maybe a little bit of what I've said is something that you can relate to, yeah, even, just even if you just identify with one thing out of what I've said, you know, just get in touch with someone or go online, find a meeting, t- try a meeting because it's the best thing I've ever done in my life. It really is the best thing I've ever done in my yeah. life. I've got my family back in my life. I've got, I'm, I'm, I'm a reliable father to my children. Yeah. I'm a reliable partner. My mum and dad aren't worried about where they am. Yeah. You know, it's everyone, it, it's, it's so quick to change. It takes a long time to get better. Yeah. But the changes can be quick in in terms of people realizing that you are trying and you will be and you can get better because it can be done. I, I, I've witnessed it. There's people in the rooms of AA who have got 20, 30 years sobriety behind them. Yeah. What have you noticed in these three months about you that's changed? I mean, I know you've said you become a more reliable father, partner, you know, son. What? When you look in the mirror to to that guy, what do you see that's different? I think the main difference in me now is my thought processes, the way I deal with life. Yeah. Having to deal with life. Because the easiest thing for me to do was run away from everything. Yeah. Was not face up to anything. And I'm still guilty of that to this day. But it's a li- it took me a long time to get sick. Yeah. It took me a long time to to admit my problem. Yeah. Therefore, getting getting better isn't going to be overnight. It's something I'm going to have to work at. But bit by bit, brick by brick, I'm I'm starting to get there. Yeah. The biggest, you know, another another. It's just it's it the fact that I can lay my head in the pillow every night, yeah. know when I'm going to sleep. I wake up every morning and know, and I feel. You know, don't get me wrong. I can I can feel tired. I can feel upset. I can feel I feel emotions now, which is a big thing. Yeah, that's a big thing for me because it, ev- ev- everything was dealt with by alcohol. I numbed all my emotions. I put them to the back. Yeah, and I just got pissed on on every thought. Yeah. Now I'm learning to deal with how I feel, and it's just it's what my kids deserve. Yeah, it's what my partner deserves. You put up with me. It's what people in my life, my mum and dad, deserve. Yeah. They don't deserve to to have me as an alcoholic. Yeah. Because me as an alcoholic is only going to end up one way. And that's you know, as and as an addict as well. I'm, I'm I am dual. I'm I'm an alcoholic and I'm an addict. I drink and I take drugs. I've got to you know I've I've, I've learned I've, I've found somewhere where I can get better. And that is out there for other people as well. It's free. Yeah. It's not something you have to pay for. It's a free service that's provided. Yeah. 
Um, is the stuff you find you doing now? Uh, you know, being sober, you know, the you didn't think you'd be doing. You know, I know you again going back to the spending time with the kids and all that, obviously. But you you, you find it, you, you know, especially your weekends. You, do you kind of wish you'd done this? Oh, well, that's a daft question to ask. Really, do you wish you'd done this sooner? Because I know the answer. But now you're doing it. You know, again, as I mean, like you said, it was the weekends. You you said you you know you'd lose whole weekends at a time. Now you know again what when when you're doing these weekends, what 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 do you think? How you feel and stuff like. I know it's not a trite question, but no, you're right. It's there's um, there's lots of it's it's everything. It's life is what I'm doing now. Down to taking my daughters to the dance classes, taking my son where he needs to go, being there for them, doing things with them. I tell you what, I tell you what I do now. I never used to do the dishes, <laughs> things like that. And it's it sounds silly to say, and it sounds like you know I'll grow up, but it's doing things around the house, helping around the house. Um, I in in my mind, I I'm I'm a child still. Yeah, I've got to act like I'm a grown up. I've got you know I've got kids, and I I am growing up. But I have been. St- I don't think I've really progressed. Here's my view on it, right? I went from junior school to senior school. At Fourteen in senior school, I started drinking and taking drugs. Hmm. I, I blurred the lines between growing up, and and being a child. I never, I never was emotionally there to grow up. I never matured. That's how I see it. I never matured um, from that 14-year-old child. I had all the fears, and fear is something I was full of, full of. Still am. I still do, still do get scared. That's okay to say. Yeah. There's another big one. I'm scared. Yeah. You know, I'm, I am. I'm full of fear. I act on the outside like I'm not. Yeah, of course. But I am constantly full of fear. Yeah. And I was, when I, whenever I drank, I'm full of fear. You know, I'm, 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 I act like I'm scared of nothing, but I'm scared of everything. Now you try getting a, a, a male in Liverpool to say that in the city centre. It's yeah, hard. it's like rocking all shit, isn't it? Really. Yeah, but it shouldn't yeah. be this. Di- that that's 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 the thing. We built up this, this such this big bravado about us that we can't admit to, and but you know what. We can, we can say we're scared. We can say we, we we live in fear. It's not it doesn't make you less of a person. No. But again, I found that hard to do. You know, it's it's not easy, and it's not. You know, you'll, you'll get your people who will listen and go, "Ah, oh, fuck off, lad." You know what I mean? But that was me. That was mm. me who said that. I would oh, listen to him. What, what's he? What's he talking about there? What's he going on about? Until I accepted it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I'd be I'd be in the pub before with me. That butterfly in your stomach feeling, going out, going out to meet your mates on a night out, and I'm sat in the house with butterflies in my stomach. The only way I can describe it is with yeah. butterflies in my stomach, anxiety through the roof. I'm only going for a pint, yeah. because I didn't, f- I, I don't feel like I fit in. Yeah. So I walk in, so me bang, there goes the act, mask on in the pub. Yeah. Let's act a certain way. Let's 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 numb any emotions I'm feeling with a load of ale. And then. Like I say, it, it it takes over every aspect of your life. You wake up feeling like shit. You go to bed feeling like shit. If you go to bed, you piss the bed. You know, yeah. all this has happened. You, you know, you you can't function. You don't socialize with your family. You don't you don't talk to your kids. You're not there for your kids. You're not there for your partner. It progressively gets worse, and it does. It okay. It might not start off like that for everyone. Yeah. It might not start off extreme. You might start off in your teens, going out, having a good time. Then it might progress. It pre- it's a progressive illness. Yeah, yeah. So it will progressively get worse if you've got that bri- that mindset and yeah. if you've got the, the, uh, if you've got alcoholism, it will progressively get worse. There's no two ways about it. You're not gonna you're not gonna learn to control yeah. alcoholic drinking. So you know, it's th- my main issue is with. I just want people to listen to this. And take 
you know, people might listen to it and think that was a load of shite. That's fine. This is just my opinion on things. My opinion may be completely wrong. I, I change my opinion. Mm. I've said something there that I might change my mind on. And next time I speak, I say something completely different. That's fine as well. I don't want people to listen to this and take every word I say as this is do or die. This is, it's not. I want you to take what you can from it. Mm. If, you, if you can take anything. And do you know what? If one person listens to this and ends up in a meeting who is alcoholic and gets better, I couldn't give a flying fuck whether you like what I say or not. I mean, for me, that was the whole idea. I mean, when you approached about, you know, doing this, um, <laughs> you know, we, we we don't have these conversations to, to be light and fluffy about. I mean, it's drinking drug addiction it's not a it's not a flight and fluffy topic you know it, it, it it's not the the last article on the news you know where the pandas are the you know pandas had a little cub in a in, in a zoo and all that it's it's not these are stories that we're seeing more and more of like you said especially with the younger generations um a couple of last questions i want to i want to ask with, with regards to the recovery and the, like you said with the fellowship and all that how often and how regularly you go into meetings at the moment? Is it a daily thing or every other day or for me now it's daily. Um you know, the the, the there's a saying within the within the groups and within the meetings that you try and do ninety meetings in ninety days when yeah. you first start. Basically just to change your mindset, to change your way of thinking to and to and to keep you and you know, we're lucky in Liverpool that the, there's meetings everywhere. Yeah. There's there's at least two meetings a day in Liverpool. And the, you know, th- the friendship I've got from from going to these places is beyond belief. The people, because it's not like, th- there's nothing to gain from it. People want you to get better because they want you to get better. Yeah. There's no gain for them. There's no gain for you. You can't, if you go in there with an the agenda, we'll see right through you. Yeah. Because alcoholics will see alcoholics. You know, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I go to meetings, in answer to your question, I try and get to four or five a week. Yeah. At the moment. Um, you know, family family responsibilities, oh yeah, things like that. Um, and it is his own. I'll tell you one thing, though. When, it, when you stop going to the meetings, you know. Yeah. When you stop going to the meetings, when you stop engaging with like-minded people, me, sorry, not when you, when me, when I, yeah, no, I know, I know what you when mean. When I stop going to meetings, I stop connecting with the room, and I stop talking to like-minded people. My mind can quite quickly overtake in my thinking. My thoughts can become really dark yeah. within the space of a couple of weeks, days. You know, I, 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 I can wake up one morning, everything. On paper, it's going perfect. Yeah. I'll feel like shit. That's that's okay. You don't have you don't have to be all like you said. It's not all fucking rainbows and unicorns. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, I've stopped drinking. Life's still hard, and life is hard for a lot of people, regardless of addiction or not. Yeah. You know, like life can be shit, but yeah. it's dealing with that, and it's and the only way I can deal with it is by going to meetings, is by speaking to like-minded people. Like when I say like-minded people, I'm I'm saying this from personal experience. I've been to doctors, I've been to counselors, I've been to therapists. None of that worked for me. Right. It might work for other people. That's fine. It didn't work for me. I walk into a room full of like-minded alcoholics, and I feel I feel welcome. I feel part of something, yeah. and that works for me. Um, for for you then, uh, you know, I'm gonna leave the last word to you. Um, as you carry on, on. Well, let, let's be straight. Your latest, you know, journey going, you know, s- through sobriety because it is the latest one. Like you said, you've been straight up, you know, about relapse and all that. Um, I'm gonna leave the last word to to you, mate. Um, anything you want to reiterate? Anything you you know, like you said, you want to get across? Like, mate, I I totally agree. If one person listens to this and goes, that's fine. If, if you felt, you know, this, this hour's been sound for you, mate, I feel great for that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, mate, I'll leave the last word to you. Anything you want to reiterate, anything, anything new you want to put across, just 
you know, for those out there who are going to be listening to this. Um, yeah, all I'd like to say really is if you've listened to any of this and you felt like that could be you, that's all, that, that could be me, that sounds like me, um, please reach out, you know, all the relevant um, Twitter handles, email addresses, information, etc. will go on the post. On the um, but please don't leave it too late either because you know it's there is there is a chance for you know I've I've seen people who on paper should be dead and they recover you know you can there is a way to get better and there is people out there you're not alone I used to sit by myself in a room drinking and taking drugs and feel. Like I was the only person on the planet who did this or who felt like this, and I'm not, and you're not. So I'll just that's all I I'd like to leave it on. You you, you I know it, again fucking cliches. You're not alone. There is people out there who are willing to help you, and there's a place where you'll be accepted where you can get better. Do you know what? Um, I want to thank you for coming in. Want to thank you for opening up and chatting to me because that's that's an honor for me personally you know the, you could you could have done this with anyone so you the fact you've come and sat down with me means a lot to me um we're gonna leave it at that as it is as we said um all the links everything you're gonna need if you, you want help you need help we'll put all the links below on all the um the social media we'll put all the links in when we put this on spotify and when it goes across all places you normally listen to podcasts it will be in as part of the scousecast network we'll probably want to hit stop it recording in a minute we'll probably sit here and spend five minutes trying to work out a title for it but uh, we want to do a lot more interviews like this we want to do fun ones we want to do serious ones as well because you know that's that's the whole idea of these long form these long form podcasts um we hope you've enjoyed it. Um, as I said, we hope you take something away from it. And if you, if it's not you, if you know someone, and you've heard what we've been talking about today, and it sounds like something you know, someone you know, just get in touch. Like we said, if one person gets help, um, thanks for listening, and um, we'll do it all again next time. Take care.